Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. So, I am not Pastor Ryan. I know, I know. So, my name is Tracy, and I welcome you all here. I'm one of the volunteer leaders here at Vineyard Westside. We are going to start by getting rid of the echo, and then, I mean, I sound awesome, but I just want to say, um, why don't I call the ushers up? We're going to take an offering right now. So I ask that you guys would bow your heads and pray with me. We say, Holy Spirit, come. God, thank you for being the God of redemption. Wow. <laughs> Every single one of us sitting here today, yeah, our lives have been redeemed. And we might be holding on to some garbage in the past. God, I just pray that as we have this service today, that that would all fall away. Right now, we just are preparing, um, preparing to receive you. And God, you have given us so much. We just want to take this moment to give you back a little bit of what you've given us, a little bit of the goodness that you've given us. So God, we pray that you would receive this offering, that we, you would use it for your glory, that you would use it to bring more people to you, um, that your word would spread because of the, of the money that we're going to give right now. And, and God, we know, um, we know that you want our hearts to be in the right place on this, that you want us to be cheerful givers. So uh, if you're not feeling it in your heart, if you're not feeling cheerful about giving today, it's okay. Keep it in your pocket. Hold it for a time when you're cheerful. Yeah, God wants to receive a cheerful offering. So God, we give this cheerful offering to you. And again, use it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, hey, we have a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, we have a mobile COVID vaccine vaccination clinic coming, and that'll be on Sunday, May 16th. That is next Sunday uh, at 11 a.m. We're going to be partnering with Lavinia Church um, to offer anybody that's interested in getting the, a COVID shot. Um, we're going to make it easy for you. You just need to go out and sign up out in the lobby, okay? And we'll get you, uh, get you on that list and get you in line for, for a vaccination on Sunday, May 16th, okay? Um, also, we have flowers. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, yeah, nice. So if you are a mom or a mom-esque, um, we invite you to take a flower. Um, we also invite you, if you know a mom who maybe wouldn't, wouldn't otherwise be being blessed today, we ask you to grab a flower on your way out and take it to somebody and bless them. So this is a Mother's Day outreach, much like we do the donuts, right, on Christmas. Um, we go ahead and we take these flowers out um, to bless people. So don't forget about those. That's it. Those are all of the announcements. And I've already told you who I am. I'm Tracy. 
My greatest claim to fame is that I am Pastor Ryan's mother-in-law. Um, the reason that Pastor Ryan is not here today is because he's extremely busy making mama meatloaf. I know. Listen, it's Mother's Day. I'm like, exchange, exchange. I'll teach, you make me meatloaf. I'll teach, you make me meatloaf. So he fell for it. So he's not here today. Uh, the truth is, every once in a while, Pastor Ryan needs a little bit of a break. So he is getting a break today by making me meatloaf at his house. I hope that that's a true story because I did request meatloaf. So, Ryan, gosh, I know that you're watching right now, so I just want to say meatloaf for mama. Okay, you got it. Okay. So, happy Mother's Day, and just what a great, a great day to celebrate all the moms out there. Um, did you know that God created moms to be uniquely gifted. Mothers, and I know that there are going to be probably a few of you out there that'll say, well, my mom wasn't like that, but God's intent for mothers was for them to be nurturers, comforters, and teachers. Those are three qualities that a mother is intended to have. Now, you may not have had a mom like that, and I get that. But if you didn't have a mom like that, I bet that you had a grandma like that, or a neighbor like that, right? Or a teacher like that. You had somebody in your life who was motherly, who had those motherly instincts for you. So some of the mothers are less than perfect, right? Um, but again, we all have somebody who played a motherly role in our lives. In Proverbs 22, 6, the scripture says, start children off in the way that they should go, and even when they are old, they won't turn from it. So, if it wasn't your mother, it might have been a mother figure, we're just going to use the word mother, um, what did your mother teach you? What did your mother figure teach you? So I asked several people these two questions. I said, what advice did your mother give you? And what is the most important thing that your mother taught you? And that might kind of sound like the same thing, but it's absolutely not the same thing. Because when somebody gives you advice, they are telling you, right? When somebody teaches you something, more than likely they have shown you they have demonstrated, they have demonstrated something, okay? So, totally different, totally advice and teaching. So, what advice did your mother give you? As I asked people this question, some of the different answers I got were, um, somebody said, don't seek revenge, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, and 20 million times a day during COVID. Um, never go to bed angry. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Listen, did we all have the same mother or what? Yeah. Pray about it. That's some good advice. For me personally, my mother always told me to be a peacemaker um, because blessed are the peacemakers, right? So when someone gives you advice, it doesn't always translate into learning something. 
and, and this is gonna offend a few people here, so I'm just gonna say it's probably not you, but let me go ahead and say that again. Um, that when somebody gives you advice, it does not always translate into you learning something, especially if you are a teenager. Okay, I've already apologized for hurting your feelings. Okay, have any of you ever been a teenager? Raise your hand. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of you are teenagers right now? Yeah, a few of you. Anybody in here ever gonna be a teenager? Finny Binge, you're up there, aren't you? We got it, somebody's almost teenager here. Okay, here's the thing, that teenagers do tend to think that they know everything. It's probably not you guys. It's probably not you guys. It's just those other teenagers out there. So I'm telling you that they honestly, honestly believe that they know everything. So, so much so that here's a slide I want to show you guys. All of us mothers just decided to not even use Google when we have teenagers. Yeah. I have no need for Google. I have teenagers who know it all. Right? Yeah. So when I was a teenager, um, I, my mother suddenly became what we like to call in our house, knowledge poor. Because we weren't allowed to say the word stupid. Um, anyway, but it, it's funny how when you're five years old, your mother is a genius. But when you turn 13, suddenly her cognitive ability seems to be quite diminished, right? Um, so there you go. You know what they say, hire a teenager while they still know everything. So there you go. Anyway, I do have some things I want to teach you today. I'm not going to get be mean to teenagers anymore because I know that each teenager in here is amazing and listens and learns. So. The first thing that I want to teach you today is to be a learner. Be a learner. Pick up the good things that other people are putting down. So, don't be a teenager. Sorry, my apologies. That's the last time I'm going to mention teenager. <laughs> Oftentimes, we stop growing because we believe that we know it all. We believe that we're superior to the people around us. And we believe that they have nothing that they could possibly teach us. And so we stop growing. And did you know that thinking that you know it all will prove that you don't? <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, yeah, whoops, that was a mistake. I recall when I was um, just turned 18 years old. I was working full time, I was making good money, and I had my co-sister, um, my sister, she wasn't my co-sister, she was my real sister, um, but she co-signed on a car for me. That was the co-part. So she co-signed on a car for me, my first car, and, you know, I'm making payments on this car. It was a 19, I'm going to probably not get the year right. It was a Mercury Capri. Was it a 74? All right, all right. I was looking at pictures of the 74 Mercury Capris last night. I'm like, yeah, man, that, that car was sporty looking. That was a really cool car. Um, and I really did buy it more because it was cute than it was a good car. And I think that my dad knew this because he would keep saying, remember to check your oil, remember to check your oil. And, you know, I was just driving this really sporty looking car and I'm tooling up and down the expressway and 
Uh, all of a sudden, one day, bam, the car breaks down, right? The car breaks down, I'm on the side of the expressway in my beautiful, cute, well, their sporty car, because I had not, I had not heeded the word of my father. I had not listened to what he told me to do. I totally ignored those little red lights that were on the dashboard. Like, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. I don't, they shouldn't give you keys to a car when you're that knowledge poor, if you know what I mean. But I learned very quickly that I should have listened to my father. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3, says, Children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And here's the promise. It says, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. Right? So the apostle Paul said, be a learner. Be a learner. Learn from your parents. Be a learner. James, the brother of Jesus, wrote in James chapter 1, and this version is from the message. I just love the way that it's written. It says, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror and walk away and two minutes later have no idea who they are or what they look like. Who is that, right? Okay, so we need to be a learner. We need to be a learner. James is saying, be a learner. Do you make the same mistakes over and over again? It's time to be a learner. There are plenty of people around who are modeling good behavior. I happen to have a few daughters here today, right? So what a blessing. And I learn from them all the time. You do not have to be a mother, right? You don't have to be a mother to be teaching somebody. And it's okay for you to learn from your children, okay? And I love, I love that from each of them, I have learned something unique. And honestly, I want to say what they all are, but I'm afraid I'm going to cry, but I will go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> so from Allison, my oldest, I mean, she is loyal, loyal, loyal. She is the most loyal person that I know. And she is trustworthy, more trustworthy than anybody that I know. I learned that from her. I want to model what she does. From my middle daughter, Andrea, I happen to be in business actually now with both of them. But Andrea will be like, Mom, don't get anxious. And she'll be talking me down. She'll, she'll help me to be more peaceful. And so I learn to be more peaceful from Andrea. And Elena, my youngest, I mean, even the young ones have something to teach you, right? Elena, Elena, my youngest, probably has had the greatest impact on my faith than any other person. I'm just telling you, you can learn. If you're willing to learn from people, like pick up what they're putting down. I didn't realize how big God was until Elena taught me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Elena. So be a learner. 
be a learner. I hardly cried. It's just two little tears. <laughs> and the last time I taught, I think, like, I didn't have tissues with me. It's always like, but look, I got them. Okay. I was prepared today. So James is saying, don't, James is saying, be a learner. Be a learner. Pick up what the people, the good, pick up the good that the people around you are putting down. Guess what? You don't know it all. You don't know it all. Be willing to learn. So, as your spiritual mama, just know I'm kind of a spiritual mama in this church. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, go do that. Sign up for a class. We're going to be having a class starting here soon, um, an excavation class. And when that, when that comes up, I want you guys to sign up for that. Be a learner. So, did you know... Did you know that over 90% of what you learn is nonverbal? So, I'm thinking, why do teachers talk so much? I'm up here, yap, 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 talking, talking, talking. Am I right or what? Teachers, man, stop with all the words. With that said, I'm going to start to put more action into my message today. I kind of have to laugh about that because when I was practicing this at home, I was sitting down. And so I do kind of move a lot, right? But it's going to get really exciting here. So I hope you guys are ready and prepared for that. Okay, so I'm moving on. You heard my first point. My first point was to be a learner. Okay, good. Okay, Whew. okay I'm ready. I'm ready to do my actions. Okay, okay. My second point, my second point is going to be huge. It is going to be so big. It's going to be so, so big. I'm telling you, it's going to be, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be huge, huge. It's going to be so huge that it is going to blow your mind. <sighs> hmm. Studies say that hand gestures, like the ones that I just made, are something that are much more likely to have you remembering something, okay, than the words. Why do teachers talk so much? They should be doing all this stuff, right? So, hand gestures are much more important. And even though I said that the point that I was making was huge and big, my tiny hand gestures made you think otherwise, right? You're like, well, is it really big? Mm, I don't know, Tracy. Mm. Okay, and when I said, this is going to blow your mind, that I yawned, um, you're thinking, eh, maybe not so much, maybe not so much, right? You thought just the opposite of what the words were saying. That's because 90% of what you learn is nonverbal. So the advice that you were given is great, right? The advice that you were given, those were words. As a child, as an adult, people give you advice. That's wonderful. But what really matters is when somebody demonstrates something to you, when they demonstrate it to you. Okay, in James, in James 1, I'm feeling like I'm missing part of my teaching. Oh, yeah, it was. Whew. We're not to James 1 yet. I was teasing. 
Okay, here's where we are. Now that I got the right page. Okay, here's where we are, is that I, I still need to tell you what point two was, right? I didn't tell you, I didn't get there, because I was, skip, was skipping a page. But I'm gonna tell you, and it's gonna be so exciting. It's gonna be so exciting. Because my second point is huge. It is huge. I am telling you, it is the, the biggest, biggest point that I could ever make to you. Your mind will be blown, right? Feels a little bit different, doesn't it? You're excited. Yeah, okay. So here it is. Here it is. Mind's going to be blown. You are a teacher. Each and every one of you is a teacher. Hmm. You don't have to be a mother to be a teacher. And in fact, you don't have a choice in this. Ha ha. It's a trick. You don't have a choice in this. You are a teacher whether you want to be a teacher or not. You are a teacher. Hmm. Why are you a teacher? Because people got eyes. People have eyes, and they see what you are doing. They're going to pick up what you're putting down because they have eyes in their head. Okay? All these actions that I'm doing here, people see your actions, and you are teaching them with every move that you make every single day. Hmm. Yeah. When I asked people what they had learned from their mother, not one single person told me something that was verbal. Every single person gave me an answer that was an action that people, people were taking, how they modeled something for them. Here are some of the answers that I got. One of my friends said, the most important thing my mom taught me is to make the most of my life as it comes. She said she's taken some pretty significant hits in her time, and she just keeps going. She keeps bringing herself to the table the best that she can, time after time. She does not linger in her pain. So my friend learned by her mom's modeling not to linger in her pain. An ex-friend said, my mom taught me hospitality and gratitude. My mom and grandma were great note writers and great at sharing their best with others. They taught me to give my best. And I tell you, this friend is the best note writer and she's always baking all kinds of amazing things. She's always giving her best. And she learned that because her mom and grandma modeled that for her. Next person said, my mom taught me to love everyone. I mean, that can only be shown, right? Uh, my mom taught me how to love Jesus and others. My mom taught me to take risks and have confidence that God will provide. Now, that's just something that can, is, can't be put into words. You've got to watch somebody really go through something and come out the other side. Yeah. So none of these things that my friends and family mentioned, again, had anything to do with words. Every single one of them were learned by watching so one Mother's Day, many years ago, my kids are going to love that I'm telling this story, um, I was in the car with my three daughters. We were laughing and, and having fun, 
for a moment, I swear. So we're laughing and having fun. And one of my kids started to tease me about not teaching them, basically, how to be a good housekeeper. Whatever. What? I know. It's mother. I like that. Lisa, was that you saying what? I know. I know. What? It's Mother's Day. You're going to tease me about this? So they just, you know, they started with the teasing. Yeah, like, you know, mom didn't teach us how to cook. And, you know, she taught us how to go through the drive-thru. Um, whatever. You know, Wendy's is great. I like to support them. Um, so, so eventually they got around to talking about, you know, my cleaning expertise, right? My housekeeping expertise. And, uh, and then they really leaned in. They really leaned in. And they leaned into this. They said, yeah, mom never even taught us how often to change the sheets. So how often are we supposed to do that? Like once a month or every six months or every three months? I don't know, once a year? How often do you change these sheets? And by this time, two of my daughters were already married. They were already married. Yeah. And... Yeah, was whew, telling you, I am, I feel like I have lost, oh, there it is. I lost three pages. So, so two of my daughters were already married at the time, and they were learning how to keep house. But they don't learn that from me. They didn't learn that from me at all. The more that my kids laughed about that, the more I wanted to cry. The more I wanted to cry. I know, it's so sad. It's such a sad story. Yes. Seriously, it was on Mother's Day, I said. Do you have to talk about what the bad mom moves that I made? You know, can't we talk about something good? So, the truth is, I was not a great housekeeper. That is not what I taught my children. But I do have to say, the next year on Mother's Day, I got a handwritten note from my daughter, Elena. <laughs> and she said, Mom, you may not have ta taught us how often to change the sheets, but you taught us how to love. And I'm like, bam! <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. Because changing the sheets, I mean, if you're clean when you get in bed, which I always am, swear. Anyway. <laughs> So, just, just good, just so good. Wow, I must have done something right. It wasn't the housekeeping that I was doing right, but I did teach my daughters how to love. And me, well, I learned from my mom. I learned from my mom, I learned watching her, and I learned how to love people from her actions. I can still see my mom, one of the things I can see, and I, I love this, I mean, she taught me how to love Jesus, um, but I can see her, like every time we would leave her house, uh, we'd roll down the window and she would lean in, you know, kind of put her arms on the window, and she'd say, good and holy angels, watch over Tracy and her family as they, tra you know, we're traveling like a mile, you know. <laughs> But good and holy angels, watch over Tracy and her family as they travel all the way home. Um, but she got up every day, and every day she stood in the bathroom and she prayed. And we have a large family. There are six kids, and there were how many grandchildren? There's a lot of grandchildren, 28, 30, I don't know. So, hmm? 
27, 27 grandchildren. She would, by name, pray for each one of those, uh, each person in the family, as she stood in the bathroom every single morning. Um, and I, being the youngest, I got to witness her doing that. And what a beautiful thing. You know what I learned from my mom? I learned to pray for my children and my grandchildren. She prayed every day that we would love Jesus. So I pray that my children and grandchildren will love Jesus because my mom taught me that. I saw my mom invite the neighborhood kids in the house for what she called ice cream on a stick. Ice cream on a stick. And you know, it was kids that weren't particularly, they were just running the neighborhood. Maybe their moms weren't particularly good at keeping them in line. But my mom would call them all up to her porch and invite them in the house and give them ice cream on a stick. And, and what I learned from her was to be inviting, to invite people into my house. I saw my mom one time, and my mom did not have a whole lot of money. Um, she, I, I think it's interesting, when I graduated from high school, I was making more money per year than my father, who had worked at the post office for 20 years. And I wasn't making like huge bucks, but I mean, they just didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, but my mother taught me a generous spirit. I saw her one time, there was like a super distant relative and their car had broken down and she not only drove, I think, I think she drove like three or four hours to go and help them, but she also gave them money, a significant amount of money to get their car fixed. You know, I learned to have a generous spirit. I learned, these people didn't ask for money, by the way. They didn't ask her to come and get them. She knew what they needed, and she took care of them. So, man, I want to be as good as her, so I'm trying. I'm trying to be that kind of person, right? Because I saw my mom loving everybody that she met, I, in turn, try to love everyone that I meet. In Philippians 4, verse 9, it says, whatever you have learned, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So what are you practicing? What are you teaching? You are a teacher. You don't have a choice. You're a teacher. What are you teaching people? Are you on Facebook? Is your biggest classroom Facebook? And all your pupils are your Facebook friends, right? What are you teaching them? Are you teaching them to be condescending to people that aren't like you? Are you teaching them to be hateful? Yeah. What are you teaching them? What are you teaching them? That might be your biggest platform. Or maybe it's where you work. Maybe that's where you're teaching people. What are you showing? Are you quick to anger? Are you teaching people how to be quick to anger? Yeah. What are you teaching? What are you teaching? You're going to teach. You're going to teach. Every Sunday... Every Sunday, you come in and you get a message. Ryan gives great messages. He's wonderful, not just because he's my son-in-law, all right? 
So you don't have to be a mama to teach. So he comes in here, he gives you a message, he gives you a playbook, a textbook, let's call it. You're a teacher, he gives you a textbook. What do you do with that textbook? He's given you something. Do you go out to your car and put the textbook on the seat of your car and you don't take it into the house and you don't take it into your work? Or do you put what you have learned into practice? Do you put what you learn into practice? Yeah. Yeah. Man, so many, so many things, so many activities. Man, you can, you can take the textbook into a bar. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you can take it anywhere. That textbook travels. It travels with you. Yeah. Mm. James one twenty two says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Don't just be a listener, it says. Do what it says. Do what it says. Okay, I want you guys to say this with me. I am a teacher. Let's say it together. I am a teacher. Again, I am a teacher. Okay, now I really, really, really desire for this to stick with you. So we need to put some action to it, okay? I want you to put your hand over your heart. Put your hand over your heart. And let's do this again. I am a teacher. Come on, everybody. I am a teacher again. I am a teacher again. I am a teacher. You guys need to remember this. You need to remember this. You're going to go out there and people are going to pick up what you are putting down. Yeah. I hope that you never forget that you should be a learner, right? But you got a choice in that. And I hope that you always remember that you are a teacher. So I'm just going to pray right now. If you guys would pray with me, just bow your heads. Just Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, I ask for any stubbornness. <laughs> I ask for any stubbornness in this room to fall away. Yeah. If there is anyone here who thinks, eh, this message is not for me, I declare that they will right now in Jesus' name, know that this message is for them, that they will know that they are a teacher, that they are going to remember this every day of their life, that they are a teacher. And I declare in Jesus' name that their actions, those stubborn people, that their actions are going to begin to reflect yours. Praise you, Jesus. I declare in Jesus' name that there will be a hunger, a hunger in everybody here and everybody listening, watching, to be a learner, to be a learner that they will desire to know you, that they're going to pick up what all the good people are putting down. Yeah. God, I pray in Jesus' name that <laughs> if, if people are surrounded um, by others who are ah, putting down some cruddy stuff, God, I pray that they would leave the room. I pray that they would leave the house. 
I pray that they would leave the city. I pray that they would leave the state to get somewhere safe, to be with people who are good and healthy and joyful and who can deposit that in them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all of these teachers here. I pray and declare all of this in Jesus' name, knowing that you can do it exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ask or imagine. Amen. So be it. See you, teachers. See ya. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.